Oh dear. It's annoying being known on the internet. God, it's so hard being famous. Yeah. Oh, it's so, <laughs> so irritating to have people respect your work. <laughs> Fucking cunts. Hello there. Come in and take your shoes off. <sighs> On second thought, don't. That's nice. That was a nice friendly... I, I imagine myself in a little cottage in the forest as I did the intro today. So sit on a mushroom, which they use as chairs in the forest. And Pull up a toadstool. On a toadstool, that's it. Have a little, seat in our cobweb hammock. And get a little fishing rod, which is like a, a twig <laughs> with um, a bit of a, a, a mouse's whisker on it. And... <laughs> Go fishing in the puddle for little fly eggs or whatever it is. Like when a puddle's been out in the sun for too long and they got those little shrimpy things in there. That is like fish for gnomes. Ew. Hello and welcome to Bartoid 156. I'm your host, Jim Sterling from Destructoid.com and I'm joined by Max Scoville. Hello. Tara Long. Hello. Welcome back. It's been two weeks since we saw these lovely handsome fellas. Indeed. Uh, yeah, because the recording, as I said on the last pod, so it fucked up. You got me and Holmes. Unfortunately, Holmes isn't here now, so you still haven't got a forecast. He's hopefully going to come along later. He said something about a court hearing. Um, I don't know whether there's been a girl killed. And I, I assume he's know. been arrested. Well, that's what I'm thinking. He says court hearing, and I didn't want to email him with, like, what was her name or something. <laughs> In case that's what it was. <laughs> Show me on the doll where you touched her. Yeah, something like that. Just in case there was some trouble. Like, not, you know, not that I'm saying he did anything willfully. Not in an accusatory yeah, tone, more, of course. More like a Laura Bush type of thing. And I didn't want to bring it up if it was a bad sort of mm -hmm. situation. But he's not here. and he probably Well, we'll ask him about it when he comes back. We'll quiz him. Yeah, yeah. You, you do it. You got more tact than me. I'll just say, who oh, okay. did you kill? <laughs> Show me where you hid the body. Yeah, I would love to. No. Anyway, uh... show me on the doll where you hid the body. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, games of the week. I games guess? of the week. That is it. You're, you're better at this than I am, which isn't fucking hard. Uh. But well, Terry, you came up with the idea. Uh, what have you been playing this week? Played a tiny bit of L.A. Noir. Still haven't finished it. Um, I kind of feel like Max now. I'm not sure if I really want to. I mean, I do, but I just don't know if I want to invest the time. I don't know. Do you think the last ten hours of the game are worth it? It Well, I mean, it wraps everything up. You know, the, the final case brings it all together and lets you know what's going on and who did what and why and where and how. Mm -hmm. um, I liked it. I liked the last sort of case and... Yeah. The, well, I'll give it a shot sometime. Uh, I'd say it's worth the time. I mean, it's... How far into it are you? What was the last sort of thing you did? I'm on the... I'm still in the first vice case right now. Ah, so you've actually got quite a bit to go. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're that tired there, then it might be a bit of a slog, but... It's not that I'm tired, it's just that I haven't picked it up in a while, So, and I always forget everything between playings. 
So I need to just sit down with it and like set aside a day or something to just finish it if I even can finish it in a day. But yeah. I mean, it's not hugely long. You could do it in a day from there. Yeah. Even if I suck. And I just, I'm not going to finish that game. I've decided that, it, like, the amount of, my, you, you guys remember, I was excited when I first played that, and I thought it was really fun. And since I realized, I, Conrad, I was talking to Conrad in the chat, he pointed out that, like, it's not that there's no, it's not that you lose, you can't lose at the game, it's that there's, there's not a whole lot of positive or negative reinforcement for not playing it right. Yeah. And it's just, I don't, I, I think I we discussed this on last week's pod toy, actually, like, the one that got taken away from us too soon but um yeah i i can see where you're coming from on that it's like even if you fuck up your questions you'll still advance so um special from la noir i played borderlands co-op a little bit which was actually my first time playing it co-op um played it with this guy bob rocks 95 who is fan of the show and stuff and uh yeah it's really fun actually um, played some more Age of Booty, which, you know, is no surprise. And I was gonna check out the Journey beta, but, uh, my roommate, I play on my roommate's PS3, and he can't remember his password to the PlayStation Store. So, yeah, there's did he, that. Did he not remember it, or does he need a new one from Sony after the PSN hacking thing? Um... You know, I haven't asked him. I don't think he logs into the store at all. We oh. kind of just use our PS3 as a media station right now. Unless I have to play something that's, you know, exclusive. But that happens so rarely. Um, I don't know. He just hasn't gotten back to me yet on what the Ah, uh, okay. That might be it. That might be why I can't remember. Because he might... Because it tells you. Because it's Sony. They're not going to make it easy for you. They just tell you you've forgotten your password rather than tell you, no, we gave your password to hackers. Soz lies. Blah, 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 blah. Guys, I meant to say. Because I tried entering it and it was just like, your email address or password is incorrect. So I don't know if it has something to do with that or not. That might be it. Yeah. um, But I think you guys wanted to talk about that later in the show anyway, right? The journey beta? I was going to have a little chat about journey, yeah. I'll play that so much. You what? I want to play that, but I don't have a place. I really do, too. I was just, like, looking at YouTube videos of it, because I was so sad I couldn't get in to actually play it. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my game of the week. Okay, okay. Max Govell, what have you been up to? Little fella? Uh, what have I played? I played some Streets of Rage 2. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Good choice. <laughs> yeah, I played a little bit of Trenched. Um, I downloaded the demo of Trench because I'm like, huh, this, everyone's talking about this. I bet it's really cool. And I really like it. I really like the style of it. I think it's really pretty. I like the, the humor in it. But I pretty much rage quit because I couldn't sit, stand the tutorial. Um, it was everything I... Like, it, it holds your hand so firmly. And it, Are you talking about the Trench tutorial? Yeah. Where I downloaded just, that and I haven't played it yet, actually. Yeah, I mean it's it's like a, it's like a petty thing to complain about, but it pretty much exemplifies what I hate about video games these days that you can't just jump right into it. Like that I mean it's like if, if you when picking up a book if you had to sit through like if you had to read the foreword by the author or you had to read like the copyright information. It's just I really right. I've played it, it you're in a fucking pair of robot pants and you shoot guns using trigger buttons like they couldn't have done like a little on-screen thing. 
but instead they're like, oh, there's going to be more guys attacking here, and like, yeah, the, the voice acting's fun, and the, the story is very exciting, but I just kind of want to play a game where you're a robot and you blow shit up, and um, yeah, I, I just like, I, I got over it, I was like, I'm not, I don't want to do too this. hard to learn? I went and played fucking Streets of Rage instead, where you just go around beating up transsexuals and picking up, like, dollar sign bags and chickens to eat roast chickens. How do you know they're transsexuals? Because I've played the fucking game, Tara. Look they're at not them. transsexuals, they're just hookers. BDSM hookers. Actually, got the... I don't know, it, it was Final Fight, wasn't it? The, the whole poison thing happened? Yeah, that was... Yeah, I think Streets of Rage has the secret hard gay boss that was cut out because he was considered too homophobic or something. Mm. It's It's been a while since I read all the funny little articles about those characters. So my memory's hazy now, but... Yeah, there's there's a lot of secret gay in in the the old brawlers. That's why I yeah. like them. I think the second what is it? The second boss for Streets of Rage is just a prostitute with a whip. As it should be. Yeah. yeah. Bar and she pulls up a stool and takes off his trench coat and she's wearing. They're really boots. hard too. I was really hard playing that game. Wow, TMI Max. Oh, great. I'm so glad you went with that because I was going to do it and I'd have hated yeah. myself afterwards. Uh, <laughs> You took the bullet for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, that's that's pretty much it. I played um, I played some more uh, more Fallout Three. I'm kind of trudging through the the DLC. Um, I'm on what the fuck is it called? It's the one where you, Operation Anchorage, where you you go into a virtual reality simulation of mm-hmm. World War Three, and you have to fight like Chinese people. But I, I realized that. They pretty much took Fallout and decided to put, like... It's kind of a cross between Metal Gear Solid and Modern Warfare. Because um, it's really objective-based, and you just kind of shoot guys, but they're also, like, emphasizing using stealth. And I think your your initial loadout is, like, a stealth boy and a silenced pistol. And I'm like, this is familiar. I'm in Alaska, and I have to, like, sneak into this base. <laughs> and it, it felt a lot like, a, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 1, so... Um, and I decided that I don't want to buy um, New Vegas because I found out there's a legendary Deathclaw, which is bigger than all the other Deathclaw. <laughs> Just not going to do it. <laughs> Wait, when? I was reading the Wikipedia article, um, and it said there's a legendary. There's like a legendary Rad Scorpion and a Deathclaw. Mm, that must be the very end of the game. Well, they're like they're I haven't encountered it. They're hidden in like special caves, special locations. And there's, like, one specific giant fucking animal. And I just don't want to fight a giant Deathclaw. I really want to buy... I really want to buy New Vegas, actually. It's, like, 40 bucks on Xbox Live right now. I'm kind of deciding if I should take the plunge. I love New Vegas. We own, like, a... illegitimate copy, I should say. Uh, But I, I want to be able to actually, like, play online and stuff. A lot of energy in here today. Yeah. Um, we had a nice start, and that's the best you can get. Anything else you've been playing? Uh, I still can't play Boktai because it's not fucking sunny enough in San Francisco to get any <laughs> UV rays to kill vampires. So that's okay. it. Min- Minish Cap, still, because the fucking cloud dungeon, because the clouds are fucking assholes. So there's that. That's what I was doing. That's it. Uh, so a nice little trip down old, older games, I guess. Yeah, I'm poor. I don't have money nice. for new games. Okay, I wasn't being mean. 
Just this nice. Everybody just calm down. My fucking roof leaks. And I'm poor <laughs> and I don't have any new video games. You're I'm a I'm getting a Wii now. Like You're like a peasant. Yeah. And is you a part of the proletariat? <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> uh yeah. I played Child of Eden, which was cool. I don't think my eyes and ears are virgins anymore. I think that was what it felt like. Like they'd been fucked. But a good fuck, the kind that Journey would sing about. Hmm. The kind of passionate, epic fuck. Um, so that was cool. It's a good game. Um, not beating it yet. I'm still, like, halfway through it. But I've got other things to do. Um, played... Been replaying Sonic 4 a lot. I guess because of the whole Sonic anniversary thing that's been happening uh, since last week. I don't care what anyone says. That game is really good. And the people that hate it because the physics are not exactly like they, they are in Sonic 2 are fucking retards and should die of the consumption. That's actually kind of how I feel. Yeah. I mean, I know, I think the opposite. I, I hated them. Oh. Uh, uh. I couldn't, I could barely play that game. I don't know what it was, but I just didn't feel like the movements were corresponding to my button mashing. Uh, what were you button mashing? I wasn't button mashing. You, you know just what said I mean? you like, were. I'm using you know, that term loosely. You know I wasn't Fuck obviously. Fuck Sonic the Hedgehog. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna spice things up a little uh, bit. Okay, both of you consumption. You want us to die of consumption? I've just hey, I've I've just said it. I just I did the little hand symbol as well. Is but, that when you're like? Is that cons- consumption. Is consumption when you're like in the desert? And you or when you're in the Arctic and you just kind of die from being exposed? No, that's exposure. Sorry. No, it's what that um. It's what Nicole Kidman's got at the end of Moulin Rouge. Oh. Makes your nose bleed on uh, delicate, fancy handkerchiefs. Oh, tuberculosis. Yeah. Consumption. They called it the consumption in ye olde days, and I like saying that because it makes me laugh. Okay, so enough about Victorian, you know, maladies. Um, I just, I, I realized this when I was playing some Sonic the Hedgehog, and I was like, I feel like the thrill of Sonic the Hedgehog is that he goes really fast, right? That's his thing. Mm, mm. He's that's, a fast headshot. That's, that was that's what I'd call the entry level, um, the peon kind of belief. Uh, okay. The, the dullard kind of... Bear in mind, I read at a fifth grade uh, level. Uh, so. I think twats would think that. <laughs> well, well, I just mean, like, Mario's thing is jumping, right? He was originally called Jumpman. Sonic the Hedgehog's whole fucking, like, the core game mechanic that separates him from ordinary platformers is that he moves quickly. Well, yeah, but I don't think that's why people play it. The thing is, is... Why people play it, but I just, just feel like... It's just, like, his thing, you know? The fucking game is designed, it's like, you can go fast. But oh wait, you're a fucking hedgehog made out of saw blades, basically, and if you run into this fucking ladybug, you're gonna explode into rings, like... Why can't he just tear shit up? I do like the boss fights, though. The bosses are great. Uh. Anyway, the point is, is um, you see, people always think that Sonic's all about speed, and that's why the recent games have sucked. That's why it's always been press the left button to win. Um, but the speed was more of a reward thing. Like, you do some, like, platformy stuff, and then there'd be a nice roundy, roundy ramp to go around on. And that was good. Like, it was this reward-style gameplay, whereas nowadays it's just pure speed, and that never just, really worked. I guess I'm just angry that Sonic the Hedgehog isn't MotorStorm. That might be it. I think well, that might be my problem. I also really, I also really liked all the levels in Sonic. 
Like, I think the games just had really good level design. They were interesting and unique. You see, that's what I that's... always thought. Yeah, the early ones, at least. Yeah, like Sonic 2, specifically. Yeah, Sonic 2 is... I mean, I did a feature this past weekend of the, the top ten Sonic games. Yeah. Um, Sonic totally CD deliberately not on it. And yeah, I mean, it's the level design, how every level looks and feels different, and just a great soundtrack as well. And mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, that's why I like the Sonic games, at least the, the older ones, and Sonic Advance. So, yeah, and I like Sonic 4, clearly I'm the minority here, but yeah, I still, also- I still enjoy it. It was also an appropriate level of difficulty, I think. Like, back when I actually played Sonic 2, like, shortly after it first came out, you could you could beat it in a day, but it was hard. For me, at least. I don't know about yeah. you guys. I mean, but... it's it's not so hard as, as I've been playing it for 20-odd years. But yeah. back in the day when I was a kid, it, it felt suitably challenging enough. And even now, like, fighting the final boss is... Yeah, because the rings are so hard to come by by that yeah. stage. It's yeah, it's a, it's an appropriate challenging last boss. Mm-hmm. So does he eat the rings? Like, how he does just he absorbs them? He... Or I imagine he's holding them. Puts them in his bum. That's what. <laughs> that's what everyone wants us to say at this point. Everyone's going, "Oh, talk about his bum." I would have. I would have gone with oh, cock rings, but okay. I don't like Sonic the Hedgehog because he's a little shit. I think. <laughs> Cool. He's kind of an asshole. Like, Mario's a working man. Fucking Crash Bandicoot is a lovable retard. Solid Snake is cool. Sonic the Hedgehog is a little fucker. He's like a 13-year-old you see at the mall. The trouble is, is he's not, and he should be. I, I said this on a Jimquisition um, the other week, where they try and make him cool in an unironic fashion, but if they actually went all out and just turned him into a little fucking shit, I think he'd make, be a much more enjoyable character. Like, if they make a point that he's saying... Like, make him say bodacious and badical, as if it's still the 90s, but everyone around him so is... you want him to be Awesome Possum? You see, I've seen videos of Awesome Possum, but I... I don't know what his character was like. As far as I can tell, it was just a possum who and people said was himself. awesome. He actually told you, like, ah, radical! Ah. But I want that for Sonic, but done in this kind of... Like we know it's shit kind of way, and they actually went a little, a little in that direction with Sonic Colors. They had Sonic kind of telling jokes that fell flat, and he came across as kind of quasi retarded. And I think that works for Sonic. Like he should be this quasi socially maladjusted, stuck in the past little shit. And I think it would make a more enjoyable character. I actually, this reminds me of the Duke Nukem discussion. His character. And I had an idea that could probably save the franchise. Mm-hmm. Duke Hootered, where he becomes a lady for no reason. <laughs> and it basically becomes a parody of Tomb Raider, where he's just like, it's still Duke Nukem as the character, but he's like a girl. And he's getting hit on by, like, dudes, and he has to defend himself. And he finally gets to learn Yeah. the error of his ways. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's quite good. I like that as well. <laughs> We're having fun. We are having so much fun together. <laughs> Us, I mean, we are. <laughs> I don't know what the listener's thinking, but we're having fun, and that's what matters, because we're the ones wasting our afternoon. Okay, uh, time for film pitches for Willem Dafoe. Okay. okay. Shit, I I'm don't sh- have one for today. I'm we, hoping. Did we ever talk about the one from last week? 
I told them you had a brilliant one, but I okay. not. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to just launch with that, because it was fantastic. Okay, hold on. I have a crazy, crazy fucking idea. I'm going to shotgun a beer and then do that. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Okay, hold on a second. You guys talk about how Sonic the Hedgehog is great or something. Okay. I'll be right how, what are your thoughts on Knuckles now? Knuckles? His I was always a huge Knuckles fan. I like Knuckles. I think Knuckles is cool. He's red. And he's he like an evil it. Sonic, you know? Yeah, I mean, but he was. And, and that the was the Vegeta or Green Ranger of the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. Excuse me, you're not in this discussion. Yeah, you, fuck Go you, ahead, I never to talk about it. Beard. Like, he was a cool character and everything, but I find it interesting that Sonic gets shit for introducing a new furry friend in every new game these days. When it's actually been a big series tradition. The first Sonic had just yeah. Sonic. Sonic 2 had Tails, Sonic 3 had Knuckles, Ugh. and it was all downhill from there. It's like, Knuckles and Tails were acceptable, but they were still this hint of what was to come. Until we ended up with Big the Cat and fucking Cream the Rabbit and Registered Sex Offender the Anteater, and all this <laughs> bullshit. Was it yeah, I was... Tails is cute, but he never really added that much to the games, I thought. Because what was it, like, Sonic 3... I think where he makes kind of more of a <sighs> shit. What's the? I know I'm thinking of Sonic Three. That was the only game that I ever played Tails in. Yeah, well, I mean, and he was actually then, probably he was, he was kind of like a shitty side character that you played when your friend wanted to play Sonic. He could fly. Yeah, but he was always getting caught off screen. Yeah, but he could fly. And he wasn't yeah, an asshole. Flying isn't necessary in the Sonic games. Tails was like, if you wanted five bucks and you needed five bucks for the bus or whatever, and you were like, Tails, my man. No, no if you asked Sonic, Sonic would be like, sorry, bro. And then he'd no, run well, away. I don't care what kind of person Tails is in real life. I'm just saying, as a playable character, he kind of sucks. He could fly, though. Okay, I'm a little bit fuzzed. He's fucking like... annoying, though. He's just, he spends yeah. his whole time going, Oh, Sonic! Oh, Eggman's coming, Sonic! Oh! I'm sorry, but fuck Eggman. That's the dumbest, like, rebranding ever. That is true. I make you right on that. It is Dr. <laughs> okay. Rubble Bubble. Everybody knows it. Okay, are you ready for the William Willem Dafoe pitch? Every time. Okay. I don't know if it's going to have the same effect the first as the first time, but... I've already it's, forgotten it, so... Okay. It's Hollow Man 3, starring Willem Dafoe. <laughs> he becomes invisible, but his head isn't invisible. <laughs> Still fucking funny. His whole body is invisible, but it's just Willem Dafoe's floating head. And all he's doing is going around and looking at ladies in the shower. <laughs> This floating, gurning head <laughs> with women like used to it and just rolling their eyes and saying it's fucking Willem Dafoe. Ignore him again. Can't do anything else. There would be no plot to the movie. It would be <laughs> discovering this invention that makes him invisible from you know the neck down, and then it would be him just like looking at. He'd be breaking into sorority houses. Uh, and what would the name of this fine film be? It would be called Hollow Batgirl. <laughs> I also had another one, uh, um, another idea that 
it could involve Willem Dafoe. It doesn't have to. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, it would be a reboot of the Terminator franchise, but it would be set in the Old West, and instead of Terminators, it would be bears. Interesting. So they would send bears back in time to protect the guy who figured out how to train bears. I, I, that is great. I, I want to make one addendum. Because it is the Old West, the bears have been trained to ride horses. Oh, of course. Of I, uh, course. Horsey bear. Yeah, and the bears have guns. Oh, brilliant. So just imagine, like, imagine Terminator. And, like, in the first one, the bear is a scary thing. And this bear is, like, chasing them in, like, a covered wagon. And they're on a horse, and they're running away from the bear. <laughs> and then they have to use, like, dynamite to destroy the bear. And then in the second one, they send two bears back in time. And one of the bears, like, looks like it's all well-behaved, and it's going to be, like, on the side of good. But then you find out it's an evil, shape-shifting bear. And the other one is actually a good bear. And you actually learn to love and care about the bear. Uh, and at the end, the bear yeah, has to love itself into a... It has to lower itself into a geyser or something. They they go into a shed and they pick up a tin of Old West baked beans, but it is the bear. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. I might pay to see that at the Dollar Theater. I'm going to email James Cameron about this project. (laughs) It couldn't be worse than Rise of the Machines. That's a fact. There's no talking bears in it, right? Oh, fuck no. Oh, bears would all goodness. be like Chewbacca. They'd all shout stuff in like bearish. You know, yeah, like, fucking stand movies that have talking animals and oh, then fuck that. No, it, it is funnier if the bears are just like completely bear-like and bear-like in their behavior. Except they, they can fucking ride horses, yeah. ride horses and wield guns. And they I can like that. Hijack trains. Yeah, and wear like cowboy vests. Yeah, it like would be that. incredible. Yeah. Also, I had another one. Um, this is this is great. It's about it's a Terminator movie, but the Terminator malfunctions. You know how the, the first scene is always the Terminator being like naked and wanting clothes from bikers or whatever. Mm-hmm. He would just try on clothes repeatedly, so he'd just be going into different places that are like inappropriate and just being like, "Your clothes, give them to me." And then he'd walk out and like check himself out, and the next scene would just be him going into a different place, and it would the culmination would be the Terminator going into Baby Gap and being like. Your clothes, give them to me, and like walking out in like a, a romper. Brilliant. That would work even better as, with Arnold Schwarzenegger as he is now, as this old, slightly sagging fellow. I oh, like God. that. Well, I mean, I've got a Willem Dafoe pitch to bring it back to Willem Dafoe. It's a simple one. Um, inspired almost by your idea of, of Hollow Man 3, I want to take an existing movie franchise and kind of Dafoe it up a bit. So, I want a shot-for-shot remake of Face Off, the classic film starring John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Except, and again, totally the same, same character, same plot, shot-for-shot, Willem Dafoe plays both characters. So you've got Willem Dafoe playing a character with the face of a different Willem Dafoe. So call it, like, Dafoe Down or something? Deface Off. Deface Off. Call it to face off. You know You've what? Just got two, two Willem Dafoe's identical. I'd actually watch that. Ah, I would, and like every 
because it's the same film, like everyone else is, they can see the differences. But to us, it's just two Willem Dafoe's. Might be very confusing, but I, I think Willem Dafoe's got the acting chops to pull it off. Quite frankly, I mean, when he's the John Travolta one, he just has to squint a little bit and look like he's on fucking drugs. And the Nicolas Cage just, ugh, you know, just just pull that ugh face. And you can tell the difference quite easily. It's Willem to face off. That's my idea. Hmm. Wow. That's a good movie. I'm going to have to come up with a really good one next week Aaron's to trump you guys. Well, that's it. It's, I mean, it's not a competition. They're all great ideas. They're all going to get investors. But, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously. What? Here, Terry, here's one for you. You can have this. This can be your idea. The Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> have you guys seen the movie Love Potion Number 9? Obviously not. Which Do you know version? the story of it? It's the, they only made one version of it, the one with Sandra uh, Bullock. Was that a TV movie? It was a very popular song in, like, the 50s. I think they did a TV movie that was, like, a remake of the movie. Yeah, they didn't. More teen-oriented? No. I'm pretty sure it might be a special... I'm pretty sure you're lying. It's probably an hour-long episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch that I'm thinking of. I saw Miss Congeniality. That had Sandra Bullock in it. Does that help? Is this, like, Speed? It's a movie William Shatner played a gay man. It's a movie where she finds a gypsy who gives her... A potion where if she if anybody eats it, they fall in love with her. This isn't big with Tom Hanks. No. You're thinking of a completely different movie. I'm, I'm thinking of big. Are, are you talking about <laughs> snow dogs? Is that the movie? This you're is the reason why I can't think of Willem Dafoe movie pitches. I gave you one. It's the Lizzie McGuire movie starring Willem Dafoe. <laughs> They made a Lizzie McGuire movie? Fuck yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, fuck it up. Wait, that wasn't Miley Cyrus, was it? No, it was No, that was Hillary Duff. Jesus Christ, Tara. I don't know what you kids watch these days. You know what I really like? Tara, it was that one. They read they changed it a bit, but it was about a book that kept writing itself and a boy called Sebastian goes and finds the girl who is a little kid. You're lying to me. Yeah. It was played by Hillary Duff. Oh, that I was. I just found the volume one of the box set it on was, IMDb. It was Free Willy 2 back in the habit. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. Yeah. What was that confused. one with Whoopi Goldberg that was about apartheid? Uh, the Golden Child. Yes, that Fuck <laughs> 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 you, Jim Sterling. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the 90s, take a bow. <laughs> okay, let's move on to some actual video game discussion, if we have to. Um, Scotus. Scotus, which looks kind of rude. Like, it, it, it looks like something you'd find on a sex self shop. Scotus. Scrotus. Yes. Sounds like <laughs> special sex jelly. It does. Enhanced. For your pleasure. <laughs> the Supreme Court says that video games are out now, which is official, and that means we can all feel validated and like we've got a proper job. Good times. Does this mean that Roger Ebert has to go to jail? 
Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. And then we get to tweet, jackasses shouldn't be idiots. <laughs> Silly old Roger Ebert, you mad troll. Um, okay, yes, video games are protected by the First Amendment, and everybody was excited and happy. And that's cool. Leland G, time-wasting senator of California, who has spent eight years now spending taxpayers' dollars fighting an unwinnable, unconstitutional cause has vowed to keep fighting. Meanwhile, the ECA and EMA and, and all the other video game industry spokesmen are quite happy. They won a very big thing. I don't think it's hugely life-changing, as some might put it, but it, it was a big victory. And yeah, like I want to get your thoughts on that, and we can have a bit of a talk about it. So I'd actually like to play devil's advocate here for a second. And I have a point Pose a question. Isn't to it that film with Joe Pesci in it where he helps those people get God off damn the it! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of little fuckers. <laughs> okay, if you guys didn't play video games at all, would you still agree with the ruling? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Because people are making this guy out to be like the Antichrist of video games, which is whatever. And the reason I bring this up is because somebody in the comments on the Podtoid post asked the question, um, will the games industry launch an effort to keep this guy from becoming mayor of San Francisco? And if so, where do, where do I sign up? Which I thought was kind of ignorant. Like, completely discounting somebody's mayorship just because of their stance on one... Well. Yeah. Thing. Here's the thing, and my problem with Leland G and what he's been doing goes beyond my interest as a video game reviewer. I am disgusted to my very core that that man has been allowed for eight years to fight a cause that he cannot win in any way. Something that has been beaten down by various courts across the country and he went and took to the Supreme Court and wasted their time with it. With something that is basically just a pet cause to try and get gullible parents to vote for him. Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he was governor of California, was warned that it would cost upwards of a million dollars of taxpayer money to fight to get the video game law as far as it got. I dread to think how much it actually ended up costing. But for a state that's in debt, and especially at the kind of time we're in now where there's still a bit of a financial crisis going on, for this dick to spend that much money and waste that much time when he should have been doing his fucking job absolutely galls me. And this is outside of the video games. I am less annoyed about the video games, like what he wanted to do to games, than I am about what he wanted to do with people's money and with his own professional time. I think it's a waste of time, a waste of money, and maybe if he'd have spent time getting his fucking state out of debt, I wouldn't keep having to watch commercials with that old bitch from the Golden Girl saying, please come to California, I'll show you how I roll, and I wouldn't get fucking annoyed every night. California's pretty great, though. It's a nice place. I mean... He has done other good things for the state. 
I'm, I'm just putting I'm, that out there. Like, he's not a completely evil guy. Like, he's a Democratic candidate, so... Ah, oh, shit. Hold on, my mic fell out. Where was it? Too much moving. Okay. I think the problem is... He's a Democratic is candidate, so if you don't agree with his viewpoints, then that's one thing. But, like, he's, he's tried to lower college tuition and stuff by, um, by prohibiting executive increases like at universities during the recession he's he even introduced a bill to allow free speech for college journalists so college um administration administrations can't censor any college press at all which is kind of interesting actually and he's like he's got a phd in child psychology so obviously the sell of the selling of video games to minors is something that he like whether it's true or not it's a cause that he completely believes in you know what i'm saying I see what you're saying. Um, like, and, and the truth is, like, nobody has any idea if violent video games make people more violent in real life. Like, we think it's ridiculous, and obviously the notion certainly seems that way, but do we really know for sure? Well, what did we learn about comic books and rock and roll? I mean, the same things happen with both of those. Yeah, uh, but this is a little bit different than, like, music, I think. I don't really... I don't think it I is necessarily... Totally, I, I have to agree with what they said at the Supreme Court ruling when they said that all art is interactive. And and if anything, I mean, there's been... You can get studies to prove either side of the debate. And there was a study that was like, watching a movie is more effective than playing a game because you have you don't take an active role. You've got no control over the stuff you're seeing. So if you watch something like The Human Centipede, like I had to fucking watch last <laughs> night, then... That can be more affecting because you do not have any influence over what you're uh, seeing and what, what's happening. Whereas in a game, you get a sense of empowerment that you can control and ultimately like stop or, or cause whatever's going on. And that can be cathartic in, and therapeutic in some way. You can get studies to prove and disprove anything. And if Leland G was you know, that much of an expert on child psychology, he'd fucking know that. And it's very disingenuous for him to talk about the proof and the studies, while discounting the fact there's just as much evidence to undermine his claims as support them. And I want to talk about the Byron report that was published in 2008, I think, in the UK, where um, another psychologist, uh, Dr. Byron, Tanya Byron, said that there, there can be no evidence unless gleaned in a study that is wholly unethical, because that would require exposing children to copious amounts of M-rated games, which obviously no one's going to fucking do. And most of the studies they cite are things like, oh, we made them play a game and then made them blow an air horn, and if they blew the air horn for long enough, that meant they were violent now. Just this, these vague tests that have no real scientific bearing. And if Leland knew, knew his shit, he'd uh, be honest about that and bring that up, well, but he doesn't. So here's a question. It's illegal for children under the age of 17 to see an R-rated movie, right? Like, it's actually illegal. I don't... I mean, I'm, you're talking to the wrong guy about American law. I've not been in the country long enough to know everything. That's why I I'm... don't think it's illegal, though. I've seen, No, it's not, because I had these fucking cunts bring um, a baby in to see fucking uh, the, that new Freddy Krueger film, the new one. Uh, which was bad enough, but to watch it with a baby in the fucking theatre. And I'm pretty, pretty, fairly certain that was R-rated. But, yeah, I've had people bring kids into movie theatres with R-rated films and stuff. I don't think it's illegal. I think it's I, 
the parents can decide. Hmm. Which is ultimately what I think the game industry should be about. Wait, yeah. No, no, no. The, the I think you have people, to be... People need to stop like listening to reports from politicians or scientists or whatever. And it's like, just pay attention to your kids. Yeah, yeah. That's what it comes down to. Every kid is different as well. You can't just slap an M on the box and assume all kids of a certain age can't handle it. Some kids are more developed. If you child-proofed everything in existence, you'd still have fucking serial killers and criminals. I fucking guarantee it. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, if you fucking... Well, I'd, I'd, I'd wager you'd have a few more. I think it's healthy for a child to understand there are consequences of violence. And I know some people say, oh, you don't get that in games. You fucking do. And I think and any intelligent, rational child will know that through playing these games and through seeing t- television and everything, that bad things happen. And I think it's very dangerous to have kids that grow up thinking that life is all peaches and lemonades and nothing bad ever happens to anybody. I've, I've spoken about this at length in the past, but that's what I think. I think a kid needs a little dose of, of harsh, cruel reality. It's it's true. I had like a I had like a really fucked up childhood, and I mean, my, my mom was always trying to get me to like, you know, not play violent video games and stuff. Fucking showed her. Look at my <laughs> job now. Um, but seriously, so, it's like it. I mean, kids are gonna turn out how they're gonna turn out. There's like, there's just it's there's so much chaos theory happening that right there. Like you cannot, you cannot make a law that's gonna make people turn out okay. Like no, absolutely not. No, um, and my my kid here, you know, we let him play. We don't go by age ratings so much. We just go by what the actual content in the game is. And I guess we're lucky to do that because both myself and his mother are, are gamers. So we know what to look out for. And we know, you know, we're not going to let him play an FPS with loads of headshots and blood and sex and tits. Um, but I'm not against him playing something like, say, Crackdown, which still has a level of um, violence to it, but it's not in that overt, grim, realistic thing. And I think he's old enough for that, and as he gets a little bit older, he, you know, we can upgrade him. A lot of parents, of course, still don't know uh, enough about games, and that's where people like Leland G have gone wrong, in that they're not educating parents. Because, obviously, hiding behind a wall of legislation is easier. And, well, I say easier, it's taken Leland G eight fucking years to fail, but... Even so, it would. It takes a little more effort to make parents understand, and and I think that's the problem. And even then, you could even if this law went through, you'd still get parents going and buying Grand Theft Auto for their kids because they want their kids to shut up. Yeah. Nick Chester actually said when he was a manager at, at a GameStop, he said he's never sold a kid a violent game. He sold plenty of violent games to parents who were buying it for their kids. And he even advised them against it, but they're like, oh no, he wants this one. So, there you go. I think Jonathan Holmes is here. And he is, I'm just about is to bring it? him in, yeah. I was hoping for you guys to say something to cover for me. Um, but instead we just called attention to him. But here he comes, he's calling him in now. I, I don't know if I've said this on, on Podtoid, but if you're ever feeling sad, imagine Jonathan Holmes teaching a child to ride a bike. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> that, uh, that's so nice to walk in. Normally, when I walk into a room or uh, chat, 
and people are talking about me, it's he thinks he's really smart, but he's actually not, you know. He thinks he's really wise, <laughs> but he's actually not as wise as he thinks. But you're actually saying nice things about me, Max Goville. Thank you. I've never I've never said anything mean about you in my fucking life. You're like the sweetest man I've ever met. Oh, that's so nice. I was talking about you on the uh I talked about how we bonded at that frag girls party. It was like the second time we met, I think, and now it's been nothing but roses and wine ever since. It's a little weird. Well, I was like, we should be we should be Riggs and Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon for Halloween. Yeah, I totally think. Yeah, you talked about that. You could have a mustache, and I could have a drinking problem, and you'd be like, I'm too old for this shit. I'm gonna be like, your daughter was in a condom commercial. Uh, I would love to do that. I can't stop thinking about that bike image. That's beautiful. That is image. I missed it. The the one that Max just said, teaching the kid to ride a bike, Jonathan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That is. Yeah, I hope to do. That is as close as my dreams get to being child of Eden. Oh, that's awful sweet. Uh, I had a dream last night that I was talking to a guy with uh, with a name tag, and it said Apple on the name tag. And I said, hi, Apple. And he said, oh, no, no, no. It's pronounced Apple. He's a real dick. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Guy, Apple. Dream. So no, no, no. I had, a, I, had a dream. I had a dream. I was at a, at a house party, and I was with Nick Chester. And uh-huh. at the house party was former cast member of all that, Lori Beth Denberg, who was the, uh, the big... The big fat girl. I don't know. You guys. The you chick guys... who played, um, yeah, Roseanne. She was pretty funny. Yeah. We, but she was in the she bathroom. Roseanne? So Nick Chester and I were just outside the bathroom being like, <laughs> Lori Beth Denberg's taking a big shit. Hmm? And we could like, we could like hear her getting mad at us through the door. <laughs> but we were just like, <laughs> taking a shit. <laughs> would, would probably That's a great dream. That is a good dream. It's very believable as well. From all that. Don't you? You know all that people. At least one or two, Lisa. right? Lisa. Ford. Oh yeah, Lisa. She seems neat. We're gonna we're gonna we're talking about doing a podcast together where we just we give um, dating and sex advice and also home repair tips. <laughs> Do you know anything uh, about home repair shit. or sex? Well, I don't know if you knew this, but I fixed. I managed to rig up my shower curtain to create a funnel in my kitchen for the holes in my ceiling that are leaking water. So the only trouble is, Max. Max thinks that is sex, and home repair right. is something oh. else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, confused. There's definitely a joke about cock in there, but it's uh, yeah, stupid. Uh, cock sex. That's my joke. So did I miss the whole video game talk part uh, of the show? I did. We were no. just wrapping up, but if you've got some thoughts on the whole scrotus thing, then you can uh, certainly chime in, sir. Oh, I was just bummed about it because it was like, I'm glad that the, the good guys seem to have won. They won, right? Yes. Good guys? Yeah, but that's like non-news. That's like when, you know somebody announces that they're not making a bad video game, we can't really post that as news, so... Yeah, it was uneventful. It's like when they don't let a criminal out of jail, you know? Yeah, exactly. It usually doesn't make any headlines. Tigers have not escaped from the zoo. Probably for the best. I don't know. I mean, to us, it was like no shit, but socially, it's it's a good thing. It at least makes it harder for people like Leland G to get up on their time and money-wasting causes, and I think that's a, a positive thing. Things well, aren't going backwards. The Supreme Court looks like Hogwarts professors, so if they <laughs> say something, like, 
If they're like, video games are free speech, then that's like, well, I must be important. Dumbledore said so. You know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're going to stop dressing like that. It is kind of weird that they still wear the robes and the, you know, have the little hammer there and stuff. It's kind of old-fashioned. That was really wise. <laughs> they don't wear wigs. That's true. They got rid of the wigs. That's progress. Someday it'll all be people who, you know, in 20 years it'll be people like us that are on the Supreme Court and the whole idea of video games being bad will be thought of as ridiculous, I'm sure. We're slowly going to take over. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. 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 The only trouble is... Will a medium of entertainment come along that we are old and frightened of and will want to ban? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. video games are going to be like this for, like, ten years, yeah. and then it's going to be... Because I already, I already sit here, like, thinking my kid should not be watching Miley Cyrus and, and all this Justin Bieber shit, and we should ban it and kill them. Well, <laughs> well that's just because that's bad stuff, right? What's that? I read some article a while ago about how Zac Efron was, like, like unappealing to parents because he was so squeaky clean. And these are parents who were like, we had like Elvis and Mick Jagger and you kids have fucking Zac Efron and Justin Bieber. Like <laughs> they're rebelling by being good. Everybody's just yeah, turning yeah, Metro. What? Mm, it's yeah, Everybody right. likes Everyone's Metro now. I actually, I almost drew a picture earlier. I wanted to draw like, like a Victorian, like era kind of peasant. And just have him with like a pitchfork and a torch, and be like, "Behold, a metrosexual! We must kill him." Just, <laughs> what? Just Why? Like, that, that seems like that seems like ancient history already. The whole idea of like a metrosexual, because that was on South Park like six or seven years ago. That so is the cultural. They're the cultural dipping stick. Here's what. Yeah, here's what is if you if you watch TLC like lately, and and then you compare that in your mind to like whatever Paris Hilton's dumb show from, like, six years ago. Paris uh-huh. looks like she had something going on there. Like, she looked like she had, like, a, a fun show. And now you've got, like, some bitch who had eight kids who has a show because of it. Like, uh, Is that on the Learning Channel? I didn't know that. Yeah, that show the- is also, like... has that is that show even on anymore? Kate I plus eight or whatever? Yeah, no, they, I she's think got, like, Kate three different shows. Yeah, and Paris Hilton has a new show, too. So that's good. Yeah. yeah, I think she's... Doesn't the, the Octomum just star in a fucking show called TARDIS Cunt? <laughs> what? I, what? I'm just really excited to make they'll... it legal to kill. For fun. <laughs> what is going on? I think what? the baby should be given, like, spears and nets and shields and just forced to fight for an apple. I had an idea for a show <laughs> called fucking Animal Gladiators, where you just get really cool animals and make them fight each other. And, like, fucking okay. Animal Planet has a show like this, but they use fucking really bad CG. I'm oh, like, yeah. no, no, no. Get oh, yeah, I've seen that before. A, get a fucking saltwater crocodile and put it in a tank with a great white shark and see what happens. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not talking about it. Oh, yeah, we, um... The old community I used to run before I worked for Destructors, we had a thing called Beastly Battles where we would we pit like different animals against each other and see how they'd you know like Honey Badger versus Warthog and you know we try and go for like really interesting matchups. Um, I definitely pay to see that in real life. I think eventually like Bill Cosby just won everything. Oh, wow. was that? A, no, that was a different <laughs> thing. 
<laughs> that was Bill Cosby versus. I came up with this idea where I'd put Bill Cosby up against various things, and Bill Cosby would always win because he's fucking Bill Cosby. Yeah, so that makes sense re- to me. Would he just he reason could charm the other people out of- though? He'd be the only one to ever give him a challenge was <laughs> Rutger Hauer because he's fucking Rutger Hauer. Bill Cosby versus Rutger Hauer. I want to see that on Animal Planet every week. Wasn't Rutger Hauer in um, Lady Hawk? Now that's a weird movie. Lady okay, Hawk. Okay, what are we talking about? Oh, what just happened? Where am yeah. I? Who are you? I, know. I yeah? think we, I think we're talking about how video games don't affect people's minds and make them dumb and stupid and weird. <laughs> and here we are, indeed. Uh, talking about dumb and stupid and weird. Let's talk about um, Resident Evil: The Mercenaries 3D and their single site. Yeah, I just booted up the uh, the site while you were talking, and I saw you. I just came home with it, and you are not going to buy it. Is that right, Jim? That is right, sir. Because why is that, my friend? Because of my principles. Because of my principles oh, and my, cool. What's my, your... my thoughts in my head. It is... Um, I'd love to hear about them. Yeah, basically, for a bit of backstory, the Resident Evil Mercenaries 3D save file is... It's basically not there. The cartridge is the save file. Everything's just written to the cartridge. You can't erase it, delete it, save over it, or anything. The knock-on effect, and Capcom says this wasn't their intention, but I'm inclined to call bullshit on it, is used games were not the driving force of that decision. But the knock-on effect, whatever their intention, is GameStop are refusing to accept it as a trade-in thing. And that, to me, represents the potential very damaging harm to the used game market, which, in turn, I believe represents long-term damage to the industry as a whole. Because I think the used game industry is incredibly important. I believe it gives poorer gamers an opportunity to afford brand new games by like, having trading credit that makes a $60 investment a bit less painful. And it also gives exposure to intellectual property. If you buy like a game used for 20 bucks, 20 30 40 bucks, and you like it, you are a lot more likely to buy the sequel when it comes out brand new. And I believe we had the guys at fucking, um, oh, what are they? Real Time Worlds complaining that Crackdown sold um, most of its copies used. And they're like, oh, well, that's really shit. Um, Crackdown 2, I believe, sold actually really quite well. And Even though it wasn't that good. Even though it was shit. And I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, but dots. people like the first one, so. Yeah, and I, you know, mm, I'd ahead. like to suggest. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to suggest, <laughs> therefore, that a lot of people loved Crackdown buying it used, and were then more inclined to buy the sequel brand new because it's no, um, it's no secret that sequels sell better than previous games generally. So mm. that's my thinking. I think used games are very positive, and I think that this has effectively made the Mercenaries 3D immune. It's basically inoculized it so that it cannot be touched by used games. And I'm but, sure... Uh, I was going to ask if you think that's going to affect sales of it. Well, I mean, that remains to be uh, seen. I think it yeah, could. I think so. If I think it already has your sales. That's like, that's, I mean, that's, that's a much more of a gamble. I mean, I'm much more likely to yeah, buy I, if I if I know that I can trade it in later. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, yeah, it, Jim's not buying it, for instance. So it yeah. affects. Yeah. It loses sales among us a lot. Um, I mean, how many people 
in the country who could potentially buy this know that, though. Um, that's something we're not going to know until, like, a week or two, when we... I mean, Capcom may just hide the data, but we'll see at least from charts where it's charting. Um, in any case, mm-hmm. if it were to succeed, and this is why I don't want to support it, because I just because of the potential it represents, if it were to have been a big success, the game sells really well and cannot be traded in, people like um, the guys running THQ, Electronic Arts, guys that already feel entitled to uh, profit from games they've already sold, they're going to fucking love it. And mm. potentially, this is an entire console inoculized against used games. And I think that's fucking atrocious and very, very bad. And I do mm. not think that is a positive thing for the industry. I do not think if some publishers get what they want and see used, uh, the used game market destroyed, that it will be a good thing for the industry. And I also believe that what they're doing here is just painting a bullseye on the game and saying, here, hackers, here's a challenge for you, which in turn could, you know, that could lead them to thinking, like, finding an exploit, which could then be used to exploit other things, because typically when you open Mm -hmm, one door, mm -hmm. it opens a lot of other doors. So I just think the whole thing has a very long-term negative impact just for whatever short-term game they're going for, and I do not like it one bit. Why don't they? Why don't they talk to you before they decide to do these things? Or talk to someone, like <laughs> a smart person, because you know all this stuff. Uh, it's not totally surface level stuff. I I didn't think of any of that. Uh, I didn't think about it very hard, but it, none of that occurred to me. And yet, Capcom's job is to really be future thinking when it comes to this stuff. And everything you said makes so much sense, and it does make me afraid for both the future of 3DS games getting hacked. 3DS games not selling because um, they have this feature implemented where you can't change your save game. I wonder if they could fix it via patch. I wonder if it's too late for that. Hopefully it's not. I was thinking huh. of that. And it's only really affecting 3DS games because it's cartridge. Yeah, what, I mean, patches? for now. Of course you were. Hey, um, yeah. imagine, imagine if yeah. this technology caught on like with Game Boy. And mm. you know, like save files were stuck there. like You couldn't change them. Right. Like, I, I bought a, a fucking used Game Boy game, like, two weeks ago. I, would people do that? Like, I, it, it almost kills the legacy if, if this gets adopted by publishers for use on the 3DS. Like, it's going to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would get adopted by everyone, just because people are so up in arms about it. Like, everybody knows really that if it. you did... Obviously, Capcom is experiencing a bit of backlash. Because the trouble of the... is, everyone experienced backlash from online passes. They're still doing it. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of uh, well, DRM. The thing about mercenaries can... in particular... You? Please. Go ahead. You. No, no you. After no. You. No. you. Oh, of course. I'll, I'll take the reins. Thank you very much. <laughs> in that case, <laughs> Master yes. Damn you guys. No, after you. Of course. No, um, I was going to say, like, companies in a lot of cases, don't really care about creating a like a, a work of art with a legacy. They're more concerned with mm. making money. So that's going to be a... I mean, I think that... You know, I think Nintendo, they're, they obviously knew this was an option. And they could have, you know, utilized it with their games, but they didn't do that because, right. you know, they want generations to appreciate the Ocarina of Time in 3D. It's but funny like, you mentioned that because the Pac-Man creator has been talking a lot about how he feels 
developers today are too quick to be like, we just need to make money right now and not think about whether their games are going to yeah. last forever. And it, it, it is something that I think younger people in the industry who are just worried about making a name for themselves and making sure they have money don't think about their legacies in that way. But with Mercenaries 3D, at least, I mean, the save game doesn't really matter because it's just a high score game anyway. You just go back and play the missions again. And I disagree. Like a story- I disagree, no, okay. sir. Go ahead. Tell me why. If it were just a collection of levels with uh-huh. a handful of already unlocked characters, you might have a point. The fact is, when I play a game like that, part of the fun, and Capcom knows this, otherwise they wouldn't have included it, part of the fun is in unlocking the new arenas, the new characters, the new costumes. There are skills that can be unlocked and upgraded. If all of that's been done for me, that's half my game gone, as far as I'm concerned. And I've you know, I'm buying half a game if I buy it used and someone's completed it. For some people, I totally respect that's not a big deal to them. For me, it is. Mm-hmm. And sure. And I do not... Again, I don't think that's a good thing to... People will be affected by this. And Ben Kashera at uh, Ars Technica also pointed out that he regularly resets and erases the data on his handheld games because he plays handheld games over and over again. Um just due to the nature of its sort of pick-up-and-play, take-it-anywhere type of deal. And I can understand sure. why people might want to reset all their scores, reset the content and the levels, and, and build it all back up again. And they've taken that, that level of freedom and control away from the player. So I do think it is a big deal, whether this is a linear game or not. It's just... Yeah, I should have said like, it's not as big of a deal to me. Like, if they do that with Revelations, that's going to be real bad. But doing it with this isn't as bad, but it's certainly a scary start to what could become a real problem over time if it if it continues. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think... And I had a... Hmm? Yeah. Oh no, I was just going to reiterate my point. Please carry on. <laughs> oh, just uh, I was going to back up your point, or Ben Cochera, is that how you say his name? His point. I had all my save games lost recently, and actually, weirdly enough, on the 3DS, if you transfer your DSiWare games to the 3DS, you lose all your save data, which sucks. That's so I'm fun. playing all my data. Yeah, I know that that's it's funny because it's the the opposite problem, but it's almost as annoying. So I have to play over all my old DSiWare games, but it's actually been fun to start over in a lot of them. I'm I'm kind uh, of grateful for like, it. No way. You like video games? <laughs> I'm so sick of when them. I, at this when point. I don't. <laughs> yeah, you think about them pretty much seven days a week. Well, I guess you would have Saturdays off to think about them, but you have to write the show Sunday. We well, write the show in the mornings now. Episode. Oh, you did! Oh, since that's right. That's so awesome. Since we filmed later. <sighs> hey guys, I actually have a really funny story about Ben Kachera, who Please is tell. he's actually the opposite of me because he writes these these like eloquent, long-winded posts about you know gaming culture for Ars Technica, which is a very respected publication, and um, I make jokes about how Tara has crypt tattoos on a show three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I met him. I actually really like Ben Kachera's stuff on Twitter, and on, I like his articles. But on, on, on Twitter, he's just a badass. Like he says what the yes. Um, I think like I think it's like him and, and you, Jim, who I actually really am actively entertained by on Twitter. But um, I met him. Um, Nick introduced me to him at some after some EA thing at, at GDC, and it was at like some offsite thing where we were sort of like we'd finished one event, we we're walking to a different one, and I was just kind of hanging out with Nick, and um. 
they were talking. We just we just seen a presentation about um, Alice, whatever Madness Reborn or whatever Alice thing, and I was like, what else has American McKee done? Oh I'm, yeah, Alice Returns, sure. Yeah, and um, they both kind of go, oh, you know, he did he did you know Alice the first one, and he did uh, he did Bad Day L.A. And I was like, Bad Day L.A. Isn't that that one where you can like cover yourself with shit and people leave you alone? <laughs> and, and it was just kind of like. Uh, yeah, whatever, or something. And Ben just gave me this, like, how fucking retarded are you look? And I was like, I was like, that was a serious question. Like, I read that somewhere, and I went home, and I went on Wikipedia, and I fucking looked it up, and I was right. <laughs> fucking Ben Kachera. Yeah. <laughs> so you're smarter than Ben Kachera is what you're trying to say. Oh, God. <laughs> that motherfucker is like a wizard. You just called Ben Kachera a date rapist? Wow. What? What? <laughs> Who did? What? what? Um, I said he was a wizard. Like a weird echo. I'm hearing something. What are you like, gonna do, do to his hear me Max? What? Oh, this is embarrassing. This is even more embarrassing than the time I told Ben Kachera about the game where you poop on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you knew the facts. He wasn't up on his poop on yourself video game facts. Apparently, he doesn't know enough you about know. poop games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's being all fancy with its arts technica and what's not. That's a that's a video game upside, right? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I do it to make myself laugh sometimes. I can't help it. Uh, as long as we're the ones laughing. <laughs> yeah, we're laughing. We oh. like ourselves. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's too bad. Will you borrow that game from someone, Jim, so we can play it online with the video game there? Nah. I don't, I don't really know. One? I'm the only guy I know with a 3DS. Like, oh, you can play online with strangers like me. Yeah, it's but fun. like to borrow a copy. Oh yeah, I'm not buying right. it. Yeah, no not buying it. it. I was looking forward to it. I I've been looking forward to buying a new 3DS game every week for the past three months. But unfortunately, <laughs> I've, it just this directly conflicts with something I incredibly, staunchly, strongly believe in. And that's the importance and the value of uh, the used game market. And I believe it is a helpful contributing factor in this game industry. And seeing publishers fight it because they've got this infantile, gimme, 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 now, now, now attitude, it it dismays me a lot. Yeah, yeah. It goes along with um, the rambling we've been doing about... Nintendo releasing all those Wii games that uh, they don't seem to want to release. Even if they didn't sell that well, or even if they only sold well on the used market, it would get people looking at Nintendo in a different way and using their Nintendo consoles, which in itself is a big deal. Like, If you don't use your Wii or your 3DS for a while, you get out of uh, the habit of even thinking of it, and you just buy games for other consoles. Regardless if you bought the games used, at least you're using the console, and that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. Well, it's like I wanted to buy, I was looking forward to going to GameStop today, buying a game, um, trading some in, game industry, and mm-hmm. maybe I'll go buy something else from another publisher now, just so I can... Right, you're involved, yeah. you're using your, your console, you're playing games on it, and you're staying aware of video games in your life in general, which you would anyway, but your average person, you know, they can easily grow out of video games or a video game console well, my they don't point use is, it for a few months. Oh, true. But my point is is that maybe I will still go out and spend $40, bu- uh, $40 or what have you, but Capcom's not going to get the money now. And that's that's on their fault, you know, on their head. It is theirs and Ganondorf's yeah. fault. 
Did you say Ganondorf? Um, he did. You just you just blame Ganondorf. I my he just well Ganondorf tends to be involved. Okay, I just want to clarify. Just because if you didn't, I was going to add that in there. I just think it, it was Ganondorf for the fucking prick. I got <laughs> I actually annoyed my wife because I was in we were in a restaurant and I was playing Link's Awakening. This is what started me on the blame Ganondorf thing I've been doing on Twitter. And I sat there every time I fell down a hole or got hit by a um, moblin, I was just quite. Like too loudly in front of children was just going, Gun and Drove, you fucking prick! <laughs> Why'd you do that, you dad? <laughs> He's not even in Link's Awakening. No, well, and that's the. Gun and Drove, you fucking cuts! You know, I, I say that when I'm playing, like, Fallout, so. I don't think he's Without in that. It's, it's a big game. He could be. He could be I in that. I think he's in that. He might I be. I wish they did more crossovers. Fighting in the it, it's sad. It, yeah, what? What's the difference between Ganon and Ganondorf and that... Steve Dorf? And who? Steve Dorf? <laughs> Steven Dorf was Steven a Dorf. Blade, But Right. I don't Steven know Dorf is here. No, it, you're it was a so great much. gag, though. Great gag. Great times. Yeah, Good I enjoyed times it. Friends. It worked for me. Wonderful memories. Do you want to answer Excellent the jokes all around? <laughs> oh, oh, it's it's a laugh a minute. Yeah, let's do some questions. <laughs> Did you want to answer the question about Ganondorf? I mean, do you live in our boy Max hanging? Is there a, uh, you wanted to know the difference between no, ser- Ganon and Ganondorf. Like, was that a serious joke? Was that a serious question as well as a... a I, was, I added on the Steven Dorf because yeah. I cannot... I, I have like a quota of sentences to make retarded. Ah, uh, okay. Well, we had a great guffaw and a chortle with that. Um, <laughs> but to answer the question, Ganondorf is his name. That is Ganondorf, the green, big-nosed, red-haired um, Gerudo. And Ganon yeah. is when he is the pig, when he transforms into an alternate pig-like form, which okay. reflects the greed of his thievely nature. And that is Ganon, his alternate form. Oh, boy. Did I get okay, that right, Jonathan? As a follow-up question. I believe so. Yep. As a follow-up question, is that the game where you can rub shit on yourself? <laughs> There's nothing. Whoa, was that? The I believe that yawn? was. I believe that was Ever Night at the Museum, Max. Okay, <laughs> I will have to pre-order that now. And it's very important that you spell Ganondorf with two N's. I believe. No, three N's total, or else fans freak. Oh yeah, the fuck they get pissed. Out. They, they they get so angry if you spell Ganondorf, G A N O N. If you ever meet a hardcore like fan of the Legend of Zelda, ask them about the fourth Triforce piece. They love that. <laughs> they they can't get enough of that. <laughs> it, it, but there's not one, right? It's like a, a glitch in something in um, Ocarina's time. I don't know. It's Isn't that right? There's a oh, whole. No, that's finding the Triforce. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a whole list of ways to get yourself Ganon banned from any type of um, Zelda fan forum, because those guys get fucking pissed if you get something wrong, if you make a common mistake like um, spelling Ganon's name wrong or talking about the fourth Triforce piece. Always fun, good times. Yeah, Johnny we're, we're really getting somewhere as a culture. <laughs> yes. Gaming culture is really, really getting um, sophisticated these days. It's nice. yeah. Okay, question time. Question time, then we can all go home, have a sleep. 
To a man says, are you terrified, and this kind of ties in with what we were saying, are you terrified of a cloud-based future where you don't physically own any console or games? Hmm. Terrified? No. no. Uh, not into it. Uh, yeah, I'm not really into it. I, I don't mind downloading games, but I the cloud thing is a little too nebulous, and the concept of getting hacked and losing all your data in some database that you don't even own, that, eh, I'd, well, I'd rather not. I, yeah. I mean, you run that risk now anyway, because so much of your life is on the internet, you know? Yeah, I'd like less less risk. I'm a little sad that so much of but my life is But that's moving in the opposite risk. direction of technology. I know. I lose this round. It's less about <laughs> manufacturing now. Yeah, it's more about, you know, the information existing in theory. Your money exists in a bank account in theory, but... In practice, everything you everything don't is computer code now. Yeah, okay, somebody, all that code. I, I used to have a huge like, I never had a huge CD collection, but I when I first got my first big MP3 collection when I was in high school, I had one of those like hard drive MP3 players. It wasn't an iPod, and um, this girl came up and jumped on my back, and I dropped it, and that was my entire music collection. Like everything was backed up on there, and of course it was all pirated, but I had a 56k internet at the time, and that sucked. <laughs> But I kind of learned to back stuff up, and I mean, I think that like digital music is a really good comparison for like cloud-based gaming. Um, Steam is a, is a good example. Um, I like that. Like, I installed Steam on my PC, and I had been using it on my on my Mac, and it was like, you know, games that you have. Oh, a whole bunch of Monkey Island games, and I was like, I thought I bought those for Mac, but they work on both, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is cool. And look at look at it now. Like people, I feel like people who really are into having a physical physical copy of something are more likely to pay a little bit extra for you know a record on vinyl. Um, hipsters. Mm-hmm. I know, do people- think it's ridiculous that that full games that get that you can download on XBL are still priced at sixty dollars. Yeah, that needs to change. Right. That's yeah, that's ridiculous. pretty weird. And here's like, the what thing: you, yeah. what are you paying for? <laughs> Yeah, when it comes to digital and cloud-based gaming and all this stuff, I've got no problem with it as a concept. In fact, I love it as a concept. I love DLC as a concept. As an idea, it's great, the idea of buying extra things for your games. It just depends on who's handling it. I will not Mm. trust Namco Bandai. I will not trust um, Electronic Arts. I will not trust THQ at this point with a cloud-based service or digital content. I'll trust Valve. Funnily enough, I'll trust Activision because they actually kind of have their shit together and and they don't... Like, they're clever. They know how to treat a customer and get them going. It's no accident that Call of Duty is incredibly popular. And Mm -hmm. even though they have proven they will overcharge when they can get away with it, they're still, like, not liable to pull utter dick moves. You know... Basically, you know you're going to get fucked when you... Um, stand in front of them and they ask you to pull your pants down. Um, but that's the point. They ask. <laughs> they ask and they, <laughs> and they fuck well. Um, and right. I, hate, I hate Activision. I really do. But I wouldn't mind um, getting some digital content from them. And Valve, of course, you know, they've been excellent with Steam. So I think it, it all comes down to the company. There are some companies I just I do not want them... Like, AA with its fucking origin service. I'm not going to dare have Origin on my computer. 
I don't know what kind of malware they're gonna fucking hide on it. I just yeah. I oh. do not. I don't even know what that is. It sounds terrifying. Origin of what? What is it? What does it do <laughs> this? It sounds like a terrible game. Origin is basically um, EA's answer to Steam, except oh yeah, yeah they announced that what a few months back. Yeah, yeah. Is that right. Just f- oh D three yeah. So much news on STD3. Yeah, well, I, I do want... Uh, yeah? You? <laughs> I think we have the best... I'm sorry I talked over you. I'm just going to make a sound <laughs> to cue to you. To talk just make things as awkward as possible afterwards. Yeah, we're good at that. Uh, I would want... I don't know. The one thing that I'm still waiting for, and Nero actually agrees with me on this, so I don't feel like a total idiot for wanting it, is just one universal video game playing machine. You know, oh, uh, metaphorically a toast. What's that? That'd be incredible. Who? You want it too? Other people say, oh no, oh, yeah. that would destroy competition. That would destroy hardware competition. I don't think it would, it would... I don't care about hardware competition, though. I care about video game competition. Some, you know, competition with the controllers themselves. You know, people could vie to make new games that use new controllers, but there's no reason that we can't have something that uh, uses Kinect and the Wii Remote and the standard controller. It's just time for that at this point, for me, yeah. anyway. I, I'm really guess, hungry for that. Guess, I, guess, I, what, yeah. guess what's really, really fun? I mean, guess which, guess which console is the most fun if you don't have any games on it? Fucking none of them. boring. They're fucking. <laughs> yeah, the, focusing so much on the the console itself is is a bummer. I, I want to get past that somehow, and I guess cloud computing might do that because you know the idea is that you could do anything with it. Um, I don't like online. There's really something about that that I just don't dig. It just feels almost like, cheap to me so far. Yeah, it's. Huh? I mean, streaming yeah, it feels a little. Streaming is is like what TV does, and you know, downloading is at least what sort of like owning a movie is. You know, it's like there's a different. I mean, I don't have to have a physical thing, but I like the feeling of of having of owning something, sort of. Yeah, I yeah, like I the agree. idea of being yeah. able to move to another country and being able to not have to take boxes of shit with me of video games. You know, oh, that's just being true. able to take a console. Yeah. Well, then you run into the issue. Yeah, of, yeah. Of regions. Well, okay, okay. Say I'm moving across the country. Whatever. That was just hypothetical, but right. No, I get. But that. it's less things. You know, it's less physical things to clutter your life. I hate to Absolutely. say it. This is and the most obvious thing I can say, but competition in in business is like the opposite of innovation. Mm. I mean, Sometimes. I, I disagree. This this fucking thing tries so hard to be an iPhone. And if it tried to be its own thing, it would probably be a lot more fun. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. If anything, focusing too much on money. Innovation, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, trying to competition is a double-edged sword. It, it's not competition itself. It's just what companies choose to do with it. Mm, I mean, yeah. you look it at can drive you to, be, to use an old yeah. wrestling example, the Monday Night Wars between, and this is so geeky and shitty, um, the Monday Night this Wars between WCW and WWF led to some of the best wrestling content in years that has never been seen before since, because they kept trying to one up each other and compete for ratings because both shows went up on a Monday night, and that was an instance of it really driving innovation. Um, whereas other times it can be abused, and as you say. Things desperately trying to be iPhones. That's not so good. I wouldn't wow. say. Oh, shit, man. You, you could have said that a lot of really great 
innovation came out of World War II, but you went with wrestling. <laughs> but no, it's true. Com- competition. I, that was the wrong word. I mean more um, trying to trying to be something like oh that like totally chasing agree. an audience. I've, yeah. I've I think chasing an audience EA is bad. So much for trying to make Battlefield like Call of Duty. It's like don't try and be something else. I totally agree with you there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chasing the uh, the a demographic. I think what you want to decisions oh, based on. Yeah. No. Good. I was just going to say, I think, I think it's best to argue it the other way around. Is emulation is just a terrible form of competition. Ah, oh, yeah, perfect. You summed it up. You, but it's you a great way to game. <laughs> emulation. To a man actually uh, had a follow-up question, which was disregard my oh, first... Okay. It was disregard my first question about being terrified of a cloud-based future. New question is, Uh-oh. are you terrified of Brian Green? <laughs> Now, Brian. I'm not. <laughs> Brian, I want to yeah. talk to you directly here, me to you. We don't need 40 or 50 questions in a thread. I'm only going to read one of anyone's post ever, unless it's two of men. And in your case, I'm not going to have any of these answered. Next week, and, you know, respect to you. I love that you listen to the show and that you're clearly a fan. That's too much. Especially, <laughs> I'm reading this one out, but I don't want anyone to answer it. Especially when you write, if you choose any ethnicity besides your own, that probably leaves Holmes with like no choices, because he's like a fucking clusterfuck of ethnic diversity. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, Holmes, no offense, but your ancestors must have been fucking horny as shit. <laughs> And just had tons of interracial sex through every fucking generation. Which ethnicity would you choose to be? Now, none of us are going to answer that. Please don't answer that. But, you know, one question a week. A nice question, please. And let's not talk about Holmes' ethnicity anymore. It is fun, though. I've had some fun ethnicity talk- talks. It is fun. I'm the one who's going to get called a racist agitator. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I'm, I'm totally off the hook with any race, because I can just claim to be in that race and win the race fight. It's great. Anyway, enough about yeah, race. I think it would be really funny if you were Hispanic, because then you could have the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> where you just, you know, wear like a sombrero and a big mustache. The Spanish Gymquisition is a really good I think idea. it's funny. Yeah. Damn right. I'm sorry. 50,000 views a week. That's pretty good. That's not, ain't bad at all. Um, no. Not bad at all. It's too popular to be taken down, haters. Suck my golden <laughs> cock. <laughs> Talking of people who are popular, Beowulf asks, this is just for you, Max. Who's, who's doing that echo? Is that me? That's happening whenever you're talking. Wait, Wait no, now no. it's happening with me. This is this is disgusting. It could be me. Is it me? Um, maybe. It's still is going it on. Me? me. Me. Okay, this is terrible. What's the question? Okay. I think it's you, Max, because... No, no, it must be... No, no, it's you, Max, because you're the only one not echoing. God damn it. Okay. Hold on. Stop sucking so much. Yeah. Stop. Give me. <laughs> don't start it microphone. if you can't finish it. Can't believe that you fucking mess up my recording, Ganondorf, you prick! God 
Fucking damn it, I hate my fucking microphone on this gay computer. Fucking sucks oh, ass. Fucking I didn't mean gay. <laughs> but seriously, it's like it's like light blue. It's fucking retarded. Maybe you should just talk. Is like that what we want to do? It's my computer. It's her computer. Fuck. What's the question? Bro, I can just hear myself. <laughs> he can answer it, though. Max can answer yeah, it, but he's not I, the echoer. Uh, I apologize. Is echoer still happening? Yes. yes. Fuck. What about, what about now? I don't... Um, no, I can still hear myself. And it's going to show up on the recording. Um, God damn it. What about now? <laughs> I'm not even going to edit this. That's the thing. Which one's the real me? I'm too lazy to edit anything. One. I mean, I'm I, getting quieter, but I'm still there. I like it. Is what it is. I, I lost the headphone splitter. Hey. Hold on. What if I let me try this? Try it. Hello. Let's make this exciting somehow. Oh. What about oh. now? Oh. <laughs> sounds. You yeah, that it. works. Okay, I Yay. killed him. Well done. I apologize again to our listeners. Jesus God, Christ, why are you still listening to us? If you wanna if you wanna if you wanna fucking fix that, someone mail me a new microphone or something. I don't know. That was I, awesome. Yeah, I, you'll get one. Okay, Beowulf's question. Uh, now that I've got your attention oh, because he said boobs, that's boobs, sorry. Um, how is Max always so hipster? I mean, like what is his secret? Also what hell gel product does he use? Um, he's guessing what does hipster mean? Apparently it's Max. Okay. I don't think it is. Max is not a hipster. Oh boy. I don't think um, no. Hipster is, is this uh it's like this decades emo kid. Like emo kids got made fun of a lot like last time, and it's like I I live in San Francisco. I went to art school for a second. I work in the tech industry now. I wear some used clothes, I have sort of a weird style of fashion i don't like i'm not going to deny it but if i literally proclaim myself a hipster that immediately negates any hipster cred i had ever ever and what is hipster like, cred what are you talking about ah. i don't fucking know it's <laughs> fucking nebulous <laughs> the, the way it works is there's there's a picture if you search um I think it's like quantum hipster mechanics and it's this picture and it's a lineup and you've got a guy in a fucking t-shirt and next to him is a guy with a beard in like a v-neck shirt and the guy on the in the regular t-shirt is like hipster and the guy in the flannel shirt is like hipster and next to him there's a guy in an even slightly more avant-garde outfit and it keeps going and it's like the progression of weird it's like whoever's more of a hipster than you you call them a hipster and the last one is a fucking unicorn Wearing giant headphones. <laughs> the nice. lead singer, the lead singer of TV on the radio, is going hipster. So it's like it's basically anybody who's different and who's not like emo. Yeah, whereas like, huh. as they have to doing it on there's a really there's a really good definition of it on Urban Dictionary. Um, it's funny because you guys are seeing me at probably the least hipster point in my life. I'm actually kind of a yuppie. Um, I live in a in Pacific Heights, which is kind of a affluent neighborhood, as Holmes would put it. I'm sure there's lots of street pass codes here. Um, is that what I but, call it? Oh yeah. Oh, that episode got erased. People don't know about that. Topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Holmes was saying how to get street pass codes is to take your 3ds through an affluent neighborhood. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm. You, talk I mean, weird. there was a time in my life when I was like, I, I, I don't know. I was much more of a hipster. Now I, I. <laughs> I go to, like, nice press events where they have open bar, and it's like, I'm not going to fucking sleazy dive bars with bad electro DJs playing, like, you know, shitty mashups and talking to girls. But with did you do that 
did you do that because you thought people will now think that I'm hip? Or do you just do it because you're like, that'll be fun? I've always just kind of done my thing. And I real I like yeah. I realize too. I realize that I am like a, a big fucking giant gangly motherfucking hipster. Um but I think you're only a hipster if you're thinking this is the hip thing to do with the kids today. I don't like think when I meet a man, I think it's trying I don't know. to it's trying to do what no one else is doing. And maybe maybe I'm being that guy by being like, "Hey, who wants to listen to fucking Kid Rock at this party?" Like, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 but the trouble yeah. is, the trouble is, is I end up doing that by saying, you know, I go to a party and I say, "Who wants to listen to ELO?" or um, fucking Peter Gabriel or whatever, and. I wouldn't consider that hipster because that's just too weird. Like yeah. to even be hipster on a trendy level. So what is that? Like what's that? It's it, it's too blurry. And words like hipster and emo and I think we've spoken this before about misogynist, racist, all that stuff. Like all these accusatory, all these accusatory words are so meaningless now because they just get thrown around. I'm, like I'm getting called a hipster. By like motherfuckers live in Wisconsin, and no no offense to Wisconsin, but you guys don't have fucking hipsters there. Like count yourself lucky. Like go to Urban Outfitters in fucking downtown San Francisco, and you'll have yourself a nice time. It's like huh, it's like it's like hipsters. Tumblr if Tumblr was a place. It's fucking. <laughs> nice. I get called a hipster by a video game hipster by um, Venom of Venom and Carnage fame. Now Venom wears either. Like a Captain a America hat and jacket with like uh, a luchador mask or like fingerless gloves. Sometimes he'll wear like an entire skull outfit. I mean, he's putting thought into his look. I mean, he'll have chains. Like it was all chains and belts at E3 this year from Venom. Yeah. When I first met yeah. him, he just wore a baseball cap and a shirt. I don't know what oh, happened no, no. to that lad. He's got different. He he. San Francisco tosses... happened. He juggles yeah. fire. He dyed his hair blonde. He's calling me a hipster, which is, <laughs> uh, makes me wonder what it means. Maybe I'm so not. I mean, I'm like a balding, boring it man. It can aren't also I? be used as a derogatory <sighs> term to describe someone who repeatedly claims that things were better in the olden days. Oh, okay. Like I in, have terms said of, that's, in terms that's... of video games. Okay. I do like some things that are old. Sometimes I like weird things too, but I don't like them because they're but weird. Yeah, like but a lot of people do. Yeah. Hipsters do. Hipsters like stuff what? because it's okay. weird. Okay, time out. Meant new and current though. Time, time oh, out, time out, guys, guys. Yeah. Why the fuck are we discussing this? We are obviously <laughs> not hip people. We work for a video game website, which is well. That's something I'm desperate to write about. It almost feels. It feels like we're yeah. hillbillies that have like found a, uh, a crashed UFO and are just trying to discuss the, <laughs> the alien yeah. technology inside. I think we should move How do you yeah. suppose they use the crystals to communicate? I... <laughs> but um, the second part of the question, I use um, Axe whatever messy paste. It's what it's called. It's the little black, yes, Axe like the douchebag body spray. That's what I use in my hair. Oh, so no. okay. I have it. It's also what Hamza uses, if there's any need for clearing that up. But he had, oh, to, ask, he had to ask me for the recommendation, so there there you go. I was into the axe, uh, whatever messy paste, before Hamza was, so I'm... <laughs> now that Hamza wears vests. That yeah. Him? Hamza dresses like a waiter now. He does. He actually... <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. He we wore this like, the, like, uh, this like full suit and pants outfit. 
as we were walking to the Destructoid E3 party at um, in LA, and and we walked by right by a group of waiters wearing the exact they, they, same outfit. They were, they were valets <laughs> taking a smoke break, and I was just like, "Hey, Hamza, you done with your ten yet?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Girls like him though. This is very popular with the ladies at E3. That Hamza. Really? Sure we're talking See, about. I like, yeah. I like wearing the like the the vesty sort of little sleeveless jacket thing um, over a shirt. Trouble is, is being fat. I then look like some sort of like corrupt plantation owner or something <laughs> like that. Oh my god! <laughs> like I like the look, not because of that, but I, I it looks quite smart on me. But it does have that effect um, if you like if you think about it for too long. So I have to move fast, which of course is a problem in and of itself, so that I don't get a good look. But they can tell I was smart. We are such a I, Jim. I realized you kind of dressed like um, like Billy Joe Armstrong from from Green Day during the American Idiot oh. period. Actually, I've had this great joke I wanted to use since last year's Pax Prime because underneath the trench coat is a short sleeve black shirt and red tie, and I've always wanted to use the the great joke, I look like Porky Pigs joined Green Day, which I know would get a <laughs> round of applause. I've never had an opportunity to say it. Well, that panel's coming up. I'm, oh, the panel, I'm so excited about I'm going to find an excuse. The panel is coming up. Um, well, might as well talk about it now. Destructoid Live 2, follow-up to last year's PAX Prime. Um, I'm trying to fit in anybody who's asked to be involved. So oh, yeah? it's going to be a mess. Um, the main people I got, because I wanted to switch it up a bit this year, I want to try and do different things every year. But we got Hunter, Nick, and Nero, and, and Max Scoville, and um, I'm going to try and fit in Conrad Zimmerman, Samitsaka, and Dale North as well, so it's going to be fucking too big. But we're going to do our best. Whoa. We've got some cool stuff lined up. There may be me doing dancing. We, we're not sure yet. Yes. Oh, there will be blood. <laughs> But that is, you know, it's going to be cool. If you were there last year, uh, last year we had Geddy Lee being transformed by a 3DS. We had Jonathan Holmes eating crisps. We had the world, <laughs> we had the world reveal of Bit Trip Fight. So we got a lot to beat, but we're going to be good. And it's Sunday, 28th of August in the Unicorn Theatre, same place as last year, but later. So no one's got an excuse for sleeping in and not turning up. So yeah, good. wasn't it 10:30 last year? Yeah, something retarded. And yeah, it was, it was against, like, the PAX keynote or something. So <laughs> That was brutal. But we still got a good turnout. We got a good turnout. And what we lacked in, like, swelling numbers we made up for with swelling noise. Those guys were really into it. And Oh, yeah. One of the best the moments thing. of my career. Oh, we had people eating this in the sandwich from Deadly Premonition. It was great. So do yeah, turn up. I think you'll, you'll have a good laugh. If you I'm going to be there. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I'll talk over everyone all the time and say things that no one really cares about. You don't it'll do that. Work, it'll all work out for the best. I talk. I talk about things that no one fucking cares about, like my cat or my roof or you know my hair. Products. I don't know. I think like, people care about that. that. They're interested because it's you. What's wrong with all of you? I'm. I'm interested. The questions? I do like the questions the best. Yeah, I, I hate to ruin everyone's fun, but I'm going to have to talk about video games again. Fuck uh, you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ford soon. he painted a nice little picture about Randy Pitchford meeting uh, Max Scoville at a future event and calling him a Judas for, I guess, not liking um, Duke Nukem Forever as much as possible. I don't know. Um, 
But his main question was, have you ever given a game a savage review? Or I guess in this case, um, for those of us who haven't reviewed, like a, just a savage write-up. Um, then felt embarrassed at a trade show when you see one of the producers or whoever standing around and showing off a new game. Um, I know the Assassin's Creed people weren't exactly happy with Jim after AC2, for example. Um, have you guys ever sort of been worried about meeting up with a publisher after a review or, or a scathing thing, whether written by you or someone else on Detoid? I've never written yeah. anything particularly uh, scathing. Yeah, good. Probably the worst thing I've written was actually maybe complaining about certain aspects of Dead Island, but even then, I, I can't say I was overtly worried about what anybody would say just because it wasn't bad enough, you know. But I also haven't written nearly as much as someone like Jim or Holmes has, so we shouldn't have it's answered this awkward. question. Oh, no, you answered good. I liked it. Uh, when I gave Conduit a 7, which I didn't think was that bad of a score, um, one of the developers stopped returning my emails. We were like talking about playing it online and stuff and being buddies. And I'm like, it's just not that great. It's not the worst at all. I enjoy a lot of it, but you know, don't expect too much, people. That was the end of that. Yeah. And uh, I saw the developers later, like the higher-up developers, and they were still cool with us and they thanked me for you know the criticism and said that they integrated into conduit 2 but they are high enough up the ladder where they didn't have to worry about getting fired because yeah. they you know the guys under them on the other hand they seem to take it a little bit more personally and i never said anything like mean-spirited about the developers themselves it was only focused on the game but that was enough for them to get a little weird with me that's funny because i reviewed that fighting game they did um, the, oh, uh, uh, something of champions there. Something, yeah, League of Champions or something like that. Um, and I also gave it a seven. But I met them. I actually recorded a podcast with them um, the following week uh, on Sega Addicts when I used to uh -huh. uh, be a co-host on Sega Addicts, which is a good podcast. You can check it out. It's still going. Um, and they were really grateful. <laughs> they were like, "You gave, I guess, because everyone else was giving it fours and fives, and they were like, you gave us a seven. That was awesome." <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's cool. That's cool. Um, Do you know who it was? I mean, I, don't I can't want to remember. Name it. it was it was a couple of guys. That I I don't know exactly. I can't remember now. It was a long time ago. I think it's they Eric may have been producers. Like Eric is the, one of the top guys there, and he's really not going to take it personally and just open to um, any sort of feedback about his games. Um, the other guys, it was one particular guy I won't name. I don't even know if he's with the company anymore. Actually, so move on. <laughs> Done. Sorry, how about you, Max? So I've um, I've actually I get Fallout sometimes from other people's reviews. Uh, Jim, did you review Fable Three? Yes, I did, sir. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, I was talking to a guy <laughs> at some <laughs> Xbox event about fucking Fable Coin Golf. Oh God. Yeah, I mean it was All like right, I was already. I was doing a preview or something, and it was like you know not a not a big fucking deal. I was just like, you know. Show me what you got. And he's like, oh, yeah, where are you from? And I'm like, Destructo? And he's like, oh. And he sort of turned around and was like, he was like leading me towards the product. And he sort of stopped for a second and was like, oh, you guys weren't so fond of Fable 3, were you? And I was Is the like, mimic in here? I feel like these insect sounds have attacked. Is that the mimic? What's that? What is that? The mimic? The God, mimic? I feel like that's a locust man. Yeah, you know the mimic? He's a locust man. He no. wears a hat and a coat. And he a Whoa! I had to blow my nose. Shut up. 
<laughs> oh, okay, that's not scary. I was getting scared. Yeah. Someone like <laughs> the some... panic attack. It was the fucking Mothman. <laughs> it was just oh. the Mothman and Mimic having a conversation. Um. <laughs> from the Mothman prophecy, starring yeah. um, Sexy Butt. There, what's his name? Sexy Butt. Um, starts with a K. Richard Gere. Yeah, that's it. I'm so glad we're not talking about video games again. <laughs> okay, no, no. I've, um, I, I don't. I purposely don't review video games. I like to give my reactions to them. I like to make up jokes about them. But like, I don't. I feel like I get too excited by them. Like my preview of Duke Nukem was a good point for that because I. I mean, I played it. Like I got to look at it, but I was just excited about it because I'm a fucking Duke Nukem fan. And if you sent me to check out some other thing that like maybe I wasn't that interested in, and someone else was really excited about, it's kind of not fair. Like because mm, I wouldn't be that excited yeah. about it. I'd be like, eh, it looks whatever. And it's like you know someone would be like. What are you talking about? Elder Scrolls is the greatest game ever. I like to react <laughs> well, kind of off the cuff. Like I, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, I just like making fun of Elder Scrolls fans. Um, I, yeah. Um, I've never had that personally, but I also I I don't really review stuff. I did have a really funny thing. Um, I was talking to someone from EA, one of the one of the PR people, and she was like, "Oh my god, I saw your Pokemon episode. That was the funniest thing." And I was like, "Well, thank you. I'm very I'm glad you liked it." And he's she's like, "I showed it to my son." And I was like, uh, oh, and she's like, I had to turn it off towards the end, though, because you did that thing. You know, there was the Pokemon you had to eat, and then the Pokemon you had to kill, and then there's the other thing. If you haven't seen it, I did the, um, yeah. if you well, had to just... fuck, eat, and kill Pokemon. <laughs> so. That was really awkward. I just looked yeah, at the yeah, feet yeah. and said, I think I just went like, you that was fun. I got all, to be a part or something. Of that. You know? The only trouble there is, when you <laughs> yeah. said fuck, eat, and kill a Pokemon, I imagine doing it all to one Pokemon. Fucking it. Eating it till you're full, and then killing it. Ugh. You'd have to go with Milk Tank then. Milk Tank for sure. Snorlax. <laughs> You're gonna do all three. Snorlax, well, is big. Um, but you can do all three at um, once. You could be fucking it, eating it, and killing it. You know, just at the like same time. <laughs> long pointy sticks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, indeed. Just... Yeah, I've done my fair share of talking about Jim's reviews to people that just think Destructoid Someone at Jim E3, Sterling. I saw yeah? a tweet at E3 that said Jim Sterling is the Godwin's law of video game journalism. You get enough of <laughs> you get enough industry people in a room and the topic will turn to him. Which is kind of scary. <laughs> the idea because I get people Yeah, that's pretty amazing. DMs and messages saying your name's come up again. Ugh. Yeah, you are a uh, a force to be reckoned with in this industry. You're a for real I, guy I, in this thing. I have a similar effect, but only involving Cliff Blazinski. Because I had <laughs> I had a number of people be like, "How about that Max Scofield?" Yeah, point, yeah. Probably that... just really sick of hearing about me. You only talked about him once or twice, right? Yeah, I made show? fun of him once, but he was like, "I have to punch him in the face." Yeah. Well, when people are threatening to punch other people, that's that's going to be remembered for a while. No, yeah. me, I just get along with everybody kind of well, and I annoy some people, and other people Except seem to like T-Pain. stuff I do. Except for T Pain and I don't get along that well. Fuck T Pain. As far as myself goes, took him, uh, he brought up uh, Assassin's Creed 2, and I was at a party, at a THQ party actually, but for some reason half of the video game industry turned up, and there were people from Activision and 2K, and all, all sorts of companies ended up just, just appearing. Um, I was talking to Dyson, who used to host Retroforce Go on Destructor.com, and um, was just just a fucking awesome guy. And he was introducing me to some people, 
um, you know, meeting and greeting. I was making a lot of contact. Introduces me to this massive, like, I'd say, I'd say as tall as Max Scoville. Um, heavy set, like, in, muscular and bald. And we shake hands and he says, um, right, this guy is from Ubisoft and this is Jim Sterling. And then he scarpered off. <laughs> and this was just after the Assassin's Creed thing. And the guy just looked at me with this raised eyebrow down at me. <laughs> and then he started <laughs> laughing. So that was pretty, that was a relief. But yeah, it was, I've always prepared for it. Like I, Whenever I meet someone, I just have to clench my jaw in case a fist is coming toward it. Um, How about video games? Yeah. You, know, you never say anything about actual human beings other than maybe uh, Jack... Thompson, isn't that his name? He's kind of forgotten about now. Yeah, uh, I don't talk about yeah. him. But, um, yeah, other than humans, you, I mean, other than him, uh, you don't talk about humans in a bad way, just video games. Well, and yet... Peter Molyneux as well. I made a special tag for him on Destructoid that's called Liars Who Lie, so... <laughs> I will but that's only in... I mean, you don't talk about his character as well, a no. father or a human being, just as a game, de- a g- not even a game developer, just, just a as guy a who talks about his own games. Yeah, just the way he talks about video games. If is you if you put yourself out there as a name that people should know, you've got to be ready to deal with that. Like, oh, I get, yeah, I get people calling me mean names because I'm on the show, and it's like that's because I'm like a a personality, and it's like I made fun of Cliff Blazinski because he did that. Like, I I probably wouldn't do that to. Sorry, shit got knocked over. Um, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't do that to some like you know some more behind the scenes developer, but like you know Molly New and Blazinski, and I mean you can't really make fun of Will Wright aside from. I mean, he, he, like he doesn't really do anything. You could try. Weird. You could try. I want to get a fight with him. Honestly, I want to fucking fight him. I want to fight Will Wright. <laughs> No, he would soften you up. He wants to make a game about Mr. T and Chuck Norris teaming up, and it's never going to get made. He's just like a goofball now. He's fantastic. I don't think he makes games. I think he knows he's had his big successes, so it's just like, I'm just fuck about now. He he got into the cooking sherry. He's, you know. Oh, yeah, and who wouldn't at that point? I mean, he's kind of... So I, that's what I would do. Um, I think that I think that a, Molin- a Molinex needs to be a beast in some mythical game. You know, <laughs> behold the Molinex. <laughs> it would seem really gentle. At the first, trouble is, but... the Molinex would just like stand in and just be like, "Uh, no, yeah, I don't would... want to alarm you or anything." Wouldn't ever fight it. I'm like, going. You'd see it, be like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna fight this thing," and then it would just like disappear. And I'm going like, to well, burn you not... with the heat of a thousand suns. This is going to be the worst pain. You've... I'm very excited about how much pain <laughs> you're going to be feeling in about three years. Um, as you can see, the the fire that I'm just cooking at the moment is only a few months old, so it doesn't look very good right now. And the last one was was utterly terrible. But uh, um. I'm... All previous Molinaxes before this one have been weaklings. I am the greatest Molinax ever. And then it would just like wow. beat it, and there'd be just like other the same one. thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in retrospect, I'm not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> the next one coming along, he's got wings and, and you... two heads. Mm. You'd have better luck with the Manticore. I love Manticores. They're yeah, so... I was just about to say that. Yeah, <sighs> We had a fun time there. What were we talking about before that? Not that that wasn't good, but I could have sworn I had something to say once. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. I'm about about ready to wrap this up. Guys, Mm -hmm. I really have to pee. Well, it's not early. 
Yeah, yeah. I want to play that. I'm losing energy. See how that turned out. I love our moments. You don't even need to tell jokes. Yeah, me too. Capture them. Okay. Yes. Sorry, I forgot I was a host for a second. Um, Hello. Uh, Goodbye and welcome and listen. What? Listening to the show. (laughs) I literally forgot how to say a sentence. Yeah, someone this took uh, your sentence, remixed it, and then put it back yeah. in your brain. <laughs> this happens at different. the end of every show. I think we just we expose our minds to the worst drivel. Uh, I really have to pee. I... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I go. I want you guys to be voice actors in a video game, Max. I do. I want that, that so much. I really want to do that. You would be great. You would be fantastic. You too, Tara, and you too, Jim. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. True. Although you're just saying that because you said it to Max. <laughs> no, not at all. I was thinking at first when you came in and said, ah, I'm losing energy. It just seemed like something would happen in a new gauntlet. You know, you like run out of potions. The, the female injuries. Ah. Anyway, sorry. I actually might be soon in an indie project, but I don't want to say any more than that. Um, That's exciting. Max has gone to do a year and eight, dirty year and eight, like a filthy little boy. Um, so that just remains for me to thank you all for listening, if you still are, to 156 Podtoid episode of the one that you have heard. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us little reviews. I know it's wrong of me to expect you to give us glowing praise now, but do anyway, go on, uh, because it's good. And the more subscribers we get, the more we can keep doing this and, and making it all good and nice for you. Um, thank you, Tara, for being on it. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Jonathan, for being on it. Oh, likewise, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, you can catch Max and Tara every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Destructoids, the show, uh, which is on YouTube and Revolution 3. And myself and Jonathan owns it pretty much every day on Destructoid.com. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Max said good. his computer blue-screened of death. Oh. Oh, no. Is that permanent? Maybe it's just the power yeah. of him needing to pee so hard. Probably. Or maybe water got in his yeah. maybe, chip. Yeah, maybe he yeah, he didn't know. He just Maybe he's got a bound, like a, a a bladder problem and he doesn't know. He just seeps out and wets his computer. <laughs> maybe he does. <laughs>